1: Is no credentials required? Covering sports around the mighty five one eight. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Just want to thank you for listening in to episode fifty one. Uh, I promised I on social media I promised I'd have a a, a, Monday, a Tuesday check in. And this uh, uh, interview with uh, Eric Arditti, but we're going to combine things because I had some family stuff come along and just wasn't able to record the the drop-ins. So I'm going to kind of incorporate the Mighty 518 Sports Beat into this episode before my interview with Eric Arditti of Barstool Sports. But before I get into things, let me just go ahead and remind you to like, share, and subscribe on any and all Podcast platforms including Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, whichever wherever you find, wherever you find, find podcasts, and also leave a review. Five stars is preferred. If you write a review, I might I might read it on an episode. So, go ahead and uh, like, share, and subscribe for for the podcast side. On social media, find us on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUp and on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUp Sports N C R. Before we get into this episode, just want to thank one of our friends at Godzilla Media, and that would be Johnstone Supply. The final few months of 2021 are here, and that means the holidays are, are approaching. Spoiler alert. They're already here. <laughs> Make sure your home is safe and warm this season thanks to Johnstone Supply and Troy. The Goodman furnaces are now in stock. Goodman furnaces are not only made in America, but they're also a perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. Don't forget to clear out your air filters before your friends and family visit this season. Find out ways to purify the air in your home and to adjust your air filters before the big holiday events by connecting with Johnstone Supply and Troy. Visit them on 6th Avenue in Troy from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or call them at 518-272-5922. Whether it's George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew there will offer you the best recommendations for the season. Call them today to get the best advice on how to prepare your home for the snow and to change your boilers or furnace. Call Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922 or leave them a comment on facebook.com forward slash Supply. Troy and why. All right, so let's get into the Mighty 518 Sports Beat We're going to do a quick one today. So it's fun to do a first do a quick shout out to the Siena College men's rugby team. In their first year of varsity varsity college rugby in the small college challenge cup in Houston on on Sunday they beat Wayne State of Nebraska 25 to 20. They trailed 10 to 8 in the second half before Scoring 12 unanswered points, Wayne State responded with 10 unanswered of their own. And in the final minutes, a loose ball was recovered by Senen Grove to cover to score the winning try with four minutes left in the game. It broke a 20-20 tie. And before that, Tyler Glover had received the red card for throwing an elbow in the second half. So the Siena was actually down two was actually down one man on the 14 men on the 15 man team. Siena holds on. For the victory, and they win their first ever national title in rugby. So, they had won their three previous matches, two hundred seventy-five nothing, including a sixty-four nothing win in the semifinal over College of Charleston on Friday. But this is their first title. They went ten and zero this year, coached by Jacko Visser. They won a national championship in their first year after they transferred from club to varsity status. So, congratulations to the. Sienna Saints men's rugby team, they have the option next year to upgrade to Division I AA. It's, it's, it'll, be, it'll be partially up to them and the National Collegiate Rugby Club. So congratulations to the Siena Saints men's team for winning their first ever national championship. All right, so let's move on to the Adirondack Thunder. Give a quick overview of what they've done. And their winning streak continues. They had a 4-1 win over the Reading Royals on Friday night. And four different goal scorers scored for the Thunder, including Jordan Kaplan's first professional goal. He opened the scoring in the first period. And then Jake Rizek's coast-to-coast goal doubled the lead with 530, with 530 remaining in the first period. In the second period, Patrick Grasso scored with 30, 139 remaining in the period to increase lead to 3-0. Brandon Castle's shutout bid for the Thunder was spoiled by Reading, after Thomas Ebbing scored at the 4:04 mark in the third, and Joe Masonius, who also had an assist on the night, he concluded scoring with an empty net goal, with 2:48 remaining to make it the final score. The re- final result: four to one. So that that takes that took the Thunder to five wins in a row. However, the next day, it was revealed that the Thunder's next two games. Uh, which were going to be at reading on Saturday and then back home on Sunday afternoon against the Maine Mariners. Both games were postponed after it was revealed that the Thunder uh, had some positive tests of Covid on their team. And on Tuesday, it was announced that this series this weekend series against the Newfoundland growlers was also w- going to be postponed because additional positive tests were found on the team. So there are they are going to be off until Monday, December twenty seventh, barring any positive tests, the Thunder will be back in action on Monday, December twenty seventh, against the Trois Rivieres Lions. That game is a seven o'clock game on Monday. It'll be at Trois Rivieres in Quebec. So hopefully, there's no positive tests, and with the holiday coming, it'll be they'll have a longer, a little longer uh, layoff. So the last game of the before the Christmas period was supposed to be on. Sunday on Sunday afternoon against Newfoundland, but it looks like the Thunder and their team will have will have the, an an early vacation uh, coming up for for uh, for their team for Christmas. So hopefully, no more positive tests come across the board. I know that uh, right now in hockey in general, uh, NHL has had some teams postpone some games. Uh, ECHL now starting to get it. I think it's starting to turn into it into a seasonal thing. So. Hopefully it won't last long. We won't have, we won't have too much uh, too many games being postponed or canceled because of COVID. But we're we're starting to get into that uh there was that risk that every team's going to take this year with a full with a full team of a uh, look with every team back in the league playing and um, travel playing against teams who have traveled who haven't felt well, but hopefully this passes soon. We can get back to the uh, we can get back to the games on the ice. So the Adirondack Thunder four one win- four wins in a row, and I'm sorry five wins in a row until play halted last Saturday after last Saturday's uh, results uh, po- t- positive test results, and then going over to the Albany Firewolves no game this past weekend. The Firewalls did announce last week that Ian Anderson, Shen- Shenandoah graduate and cheer- World Series champion pitcher, will be granted an honorary captainship for this Saturday's inaugural game at the Times Union Center. Firewalls announced fans would have the opportunity to enter a raffle, and 200 lucky winners, and a guest would get to meet the pitcher for a for an autograph signing and photo opportunity. Any tickets sold before 12 p.m. on December 16th, which is this coming Thursday will be entered into the raffle. So that's it for your mighty 518 Sports Beat. And before we go into our in- the interview with Eric Arditti, just want to remind you about another one of our friends here at Godzilla Media. That would be Mohawk Honda. The current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry make this a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. Right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash offer. They'll put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them. It's a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. Their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check out their full selection online at mohawkonda.com. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louis, the VIP man Morales, or one of the many helpful sales consultants here at Mohawk Honda—that includes my guy Easy Evan Zuelin, who got me into the, uh, got me into a 2016 Honda HRV. There's a vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles, so now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right. So thanks to our friends at Godzilla Media, at Mohawk Honda, and Jonathan Supply. And now, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to the Friends with Ryan segment with Eric Arditti. And welcome to the Friends with Ryan interview format of the No Credentials Required podcast. This is where Friends with Ryan, both old and new, come to stop by and talk some sports. And With me to with me in this episode, I've got my friend Eric Arditti of of Barstool Sports. He was also a, a sideline a sideline reporter for the Arena Football League for the last two seasons, and we got some pretty good sort. He's got some pretty good uh, stories to share. So I'm go ahead and bring him on. Eric, how's it going tonight? It's it's going good. It's going. How are how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So let's go way back to the beginning. Uh, sports journalism, you know sports in general what was your what were, what was your big sports uh you know what were you the biggest fan of growing up uh where'd you grow up was your who are your favorite players to watch you know that kind of thing
0: so growing up again i grew up right outside of baltimore and and mm. was born in montgomery county moved up to howard county so basically i'm right in the middle of dc and baltimore like one of the okay. one of the restaurant and bars in our in our town is literally like mathematically the midpoint between the two. So oh, it was uh, always like a struggle between, you know, half your friends on this side of the street rooted for Washington teams, this high, this half rooted for Baltimore teams. Hmm. I fell on the Baltimore side of things for baseball. Baseball okay. was was my love growing up. Um, Orioles, Cal, Brady, Mike Mussina. I mean, I'm looking mm-hmm. at my Christmas tree right now, and I have a moose ornament, and a Cal Ripken one staring right at me. Yeah. Um, And my my dad being from Long Island, New York, you know, obviously he brought his Yankee fandom down. So we, uh, you know, 1996, the ALCS, um, Orioles, Yankees, the Jeffrey Mayer series um, was my first like real big sports memory. I mean, my dad got hit in the glasses with a foul ball from Daryl Strawberry, knocked his lens out. We have the ball downstairs still. Um, (laughs) One of of my favorite memories. Um, But yeah, I mean, growing up, I was – I was all baseball. I didn't get into football until a couple years later. Um, and it's weird mm-hmm. because again, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I'm diehard yeah. Orioles, big caps guy. So again, I go Baltimore, yeah. DC for, for hockey. I'll mm-hmm. dabble in the wizards. I'm a LeBron guy though. So I, my, okay. I, I shift around and we'll I will hold like, it against you. <laughs> I, I used to, I, again, I was such a big wizards fan and when they could not beat him early on in those Cavs teams, I, I did mm-hmm. you know what? screw it this guy's great so i've just followed him from (laughs) stop to stop i got no problem admitting that um and then again for football i am a titans fan and and yeah how'd you
1: become a titans fan that's weird so
0: so like i told you my dad's from long island so he's a giant fan um my mom Mm -hmm. is from pittsburgh right outside pittsburgh so her and all her side of the family are Steeler fans Mm -hmm. so i grew up in in a household that didn't root for the ravens or the redskins or the football team whatever you call them now um And when I got into football, my, you know, my parents were like, Hey, you don't have to like our teams, but don't root for these ones either. It's like, okay, (laughs) sure. And you know, I was, I was nine or 10 years old and I turned on the TV and I see these uniforms and we watched this Titans game. And I was like, I love these guys, like these players, these uniforms. Mm -hmm. I I love them. And I, I, you know, fell in love with Steve McNair and Eddie George and Frank Wydcheck and Samari roll and Derek Mason. I mean, they were so much fun to watch, and that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. Like you had your highest high with the Music City Miracle, and then you had the lowest low, you know, a month later, three weeks later, with yeah. with the stop at the six inch line. Oh. So that's you know, again, that that's kind of people are are constantly like, wait, you're diehard Baltimore, but you're a Titans fan? Like it, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, <laughs> You dig a little deeper, and again, you you, you figure it out. But yeah, so I, I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to the sports teams but uh i've got a strong connection to all of them so
1: yeah and and from from my from you know being following you on twitter and your your biggest fandom seems to be with the with the orioles and what and you said your dad's from long island he's a yankees fan back in the early back in the mid-90s what was it like growing up in that household
0: i mean it's a lot of you know, the Orioles, they would always start out like 3-0. they go like 4-0 to start a season. And I'm like pumping my chest out like, you see this? This is the new year. And yeah. my dad every year is just, wait till October. Talk to me in October. And, you know, like <laughs> he – and my dad is a sports fan. Like he's not like a – I don't think he has one piece of New York Yankees memorabilia. He has one piece. It's a newspaper framed that says, you know, back to back to back or whatever, three and four years or whatever. But he's not mm-hmm. like a jersey wearing 27 rings, you know, get down and kiss right. the rings. I mean, I remember when the Giants won the Super Bowl, the second time they beat the Patriots, my dad, we literally watched the ball fall to the ground on the Hail Mary. My dad just turned the TV off and went upstairs to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you, like, I'd be, I'd be naked in the streets right now, like, screaming yeah. my head off. And he goes, when, you, when you've seen as many as I have, it doesn't really faze you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of trash talking. It was again, we used to go to back in 90 in the, the the late 90s, you know, when when the the Orioles were good. I guess it was mid mid 90s when the Orioles were good and the Yankees were kind of just coming up. Those games going to Camden Yards. I mean, I remember feeling the stadium rock, you know, there yeah. were fights all over the place. They that was like the matchup in the AL. Um and then, you know, it took a 14-year hiatus and 2012 was fun, you know, when the Orioles took on the the Yankees in the playoffs and they've had some good matchups Um, you know, last year, obviously the last two or three years before that, not so much, but it was, it it was, it was fun, you know, sitting down with my dad, getting to watch some of those games and more times than not, the Yankees coming out on top. But I mean, you know, again, it's, it's kind of just what gets you into baseball, that, that love for the game and watching those classics. And I mean, the, you go down the roster and you read the the names on those teams. It's just like, Holy crap. I can't believe, you know, that these two teams used to go like nose to nose, face to face.
1: Right. Right. Now. You're you are uh, currently with – you're still with Barstool Sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get into getting, getting into Barstool Sports? Like did you – what kind of things did you do? Did you just – were you just like, hey, I'm a fan. I want to write for you guys? Or just what, what kind of gets you into that door?
0: So th- this goes back to my college days. I, I was at Towson. Um, okay. Started at McDaniel, which is a small liberal arts college in, Maryland, in Western Maryland. Um, did that for a year. Didn't get the grades that my dad, with, that I will, the, the, the grades were not good enough to stay there and to be paying that much money for it. Came yeah. home, went to, went to a community college, did the three and a half year plan at the two year community college. So,
1: did that. Um, I had the and, four year plan at the two year community college. So, it's all good. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, you know, it's, it's took a, took a little extended time. It's fine. Yeah. Um, ended up at Towson in, uh, right outside of Baltimore. So, yep. did that. Um, And I, I was kind of, Didn't know what I wanted to do. I was a general studies major, you know, kind of just doing a little, some different things. And I was taking, I think it was like a a marketing. I was taking some kind of class where I needed to, we needed to go to this career fair. That, that's, Mm -hmm. that was the attendance for the day. If you go to this class, you go to this fair, you get attendance, check it off, blah, blah, blah. You got like, we got like five business cards from different tables Mm -hmm. and we would talk about them the next class. And I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to go. Why, (laughs) why am I going to go? I ended up going and, you know, walking around picking up business cards off the table, putting them in my mm-hmm. pocket, and I get to a table that's like a, a Ravens website. It's called Russell Street Report. And okay. I'm talking to the guy, you know, seemed like a nice guy. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm I'm not a Ravens fan. I'm more of an Orioles fan. But, you know, because he, he's like, you know, we're looking for interns. And I'm like, ah, I'm not a Ravens fan. And he goes, well, we do have an Orioles website. It's called Utah Street Report. And so we're looking for yeah. interns for that. And okay. I'm like, okay, I, I had never really written before. I mean, I could, t- I could talk sports with the best of them. Um, I'm about five at this point, I was probably about five, hundred and thirty 130 pounds. So uh, athletics were, I played growing up, but I was, I mean, I wasn't the best. I wasn't the worst. I was just, a, mm-hmm. I was a small kid. Um, so, you know, I, I, again, I could talk sports with a wall. I mean, I'd sit there for hours just debating a wall on anything. Um, so when he said, you know, have you written before? I said, no. I said, but I, I know the team. I, I, I watch 150 games a year. So he said, how about you write some stuff, send it over to me. We'll see if, you know, we can get an internship out of this. Mm-hmm. Ended up doing that, and that was 2012. That was going, like, spring 2012. Spring 2012, so the Orioles were kind of just starting that, like, magical run where where they came out of nowhere to, to win the wild card. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And that was right around the time I discovered Barstool probably a year or two earlier, just a funny sports website where they showed girls in bikinis. So it's like, you know, as a kid kid in college, (laughs) I'm like, this, this is heaven. This is it. (laughs) And so I I had never thought about joining them or anything. I just, it it just wasn't even on my radar until I'd followed one of the guys who was running Barstool DMV at the time. DMV Mm -hmm. is is loosely known as DC, Maryland, Virginia. some people don't include Baltimore in that. That's a whole different discussion for another day. <laughs> um, and they said, you know, hey, we're starting up a Barstool DMV page. We're going to cover everything in the DMV. Um, and Nate at the time had said, "Give, me, I, I'm looking for Ravens guys." This was mm-hmm. this was right around October, November, so baseball season was wrapping up, and yeah. I had written for you know the whole summer, maybe had twenty five or thirty blogs in that time, and. Just on a whim, sent him an email and said, Hey, I'm not a Ravens guy at all. Um, I'm not even sure if you'll read this email, but I'm an Orioles guy. Here are the links to some of my blogs. You know, I would I would love to see if you need an Orioles guy. And he said, Yes, you know, we will be looking for an Orioles guy. Let's check in at the end of football season. Obviously, football is king. Um, the yeah. Ravens were making their run to the Super Bowl at that time too. So it's like, hey, put you on the back burner. But he said, you know, keep tagging me in your blogs, keep sending them over. I'll read them. Let's revisit this. So it was right yeah. around Beginning of spring training, I had just kind of been thrown on my blogs, you know, every week, every two weeks, whatever, when I was writing them. And he said, hey, I, I sent your blogs to Portnoy. And and he said, let's do it. So, again, that was the end of 2012. Um, and no, I'm sorry, it was 2013. I apologize. It was, going into, 20, it was the going into the 2014 season. So then that 2014 season when the Orioles won 96 games – that was my first year writing for them at Barstool. And like for Barstool being a heavy Boston demographic, yeah. like an Orioles guy coming in and out of nowhere when the, when the Red Sox were in last place and the Orioles came out of nowhere was like, I, I feel I I had a target on my back. And I was like this, <laughs> like I was getting called every name in the book in the comments, whenever the Orioles would beat the Red Sox. Um, but again, that was, that was the summer. That was the, the season of uh, 2014. And you know, we're going, we're heading into the 2022 season. So I've seen it all. I've seen, I've seen playoff appearances. I've seen walk-offs in the wild card against them. And, and I've seen the bottom of the seller team. So, you know, I, I feel like I've lived 70 years in the seven years that I've been blogging for them.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I feel beneficial for fans. So, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, admittedly, uh, as a baseball fan, um, but I, I feel I feel it's good for 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 fans to read what other fans of different other of division rivals are thinking. Like for me, I obviously go to go to uh, your 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 blog to see what you're writing about the about the Orioles and what what the beat is about the Orioles and you know I hope somebody would read something about the Yankees on on Belly Up Sports or Godzilla Media, whichever. Whichever I'm writing on. So, do do you, do you kind of agree with that? Is it is a it, is it good for is it good for fans to be well informed by other fans of other teams? Absolutely. I mean, I try
0: and take in as much content as I can. Again, just so, just so you can you know what you're talking about. Like like again, with mm-hmm. the Yankees, I mean, they see each other 19 times a year. You gotta you're gonna you're gonna learn about those guys regardless of if you're reading about them or not. Because again, if you're watching the games. And, and you know, you, you got – Garrett Cole gets, gets COVID against the Orioles. And Garcia comes up and you're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. For me, I'm like, oh, you know what? I've read about this guy before. That's right. This guy's a stud. He's He's been killing in the minors. And then he comes up. I think he threw like six shutout, uh, you know, in his debut against the Orioles. So stuff like that as opposed to being like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. definitely important to, again, just, just pick up as much information about not only just like division rivals. I mean, their teams – Again, and I'm just kind of not biased, but I'll read everything I can about the Padres. I mean, I think they're a very entertaining mm. team. And again, it's like the Dodgers, they're on late night on, on the West Coast. Like, I'll stay up and watch them. Again, just to, especially with the Orioles being this bad, being like, man, what's it like to have a team that, you know, they're going to sleepwalk into 100 wins with the Dodgers. And, and you know, yeah, it, I, yeah I mean, I, I think it's a must. And, and I, I also did that. I picked that up early. I love reading just other – not even just other Barstool people but other websites, blogs, and other bloggers to be Mm -hmm. like, how does this guy write? How does Ryan write? Like
1: how does he –
0: Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate, offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. How does he put his blog, how does he format them? Like, cause I've read stuff before and I've gone, oh my God, like I've never thought about writing like that. Or like I've never, that's a great idea. So yeah, I I do it to get insights, you know, to see the competition that the Auras are playing. Or, I mean, people may do it for fantasy reasons. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a big fantasy football guy. I do it. I read everything I can about every team just so, again, so I can pick up all this information. Um, and again, I mean, it can't hurt to, to learn stuff about the other teams. Hell, if the teams make a trade, you get, you could, a guy comes, gets sent over and you're going, I've already learned about that guy. I read him. I read that guy, you know, last week in that blog when he was in the minors. So, yeah, I definitely think yeah. it's important to, to, to read other people's, you know, other competing competing teams all about them i i 100 think so
1: well i i will so you, you did mention i mean just i just want to talk about you did inspire me to write an article during during lockdown about the, the career of rick and keel because so I, I think you posted it's i think you posted a, a, a someone on twitter saying hey you know whatever happened to rick and keel i'm like all that's right let's write about this <laughs> yeah it's like you, you
0: you you do a deep dive i think it was i think i posted the video of I think it was the throws he made it was like he had two like unreal throws Oh, they were lasers like, yeah and it's like oh. they were he was against the wall in center field and just like launches back and chucks it and yeah like I, again i love stuff like that being like i mean i'll be on wikipedia at 2 30 in the morning looking up like you know the 1997 <laughs> draft first round draft and again that's when i'm like what the heck ever happened to that guy and then i'm on his youtube and i'm like I'm looking at his Instagram and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's like I, I, I love doing stuff like that. And, and, again, stuff like that will be like, boom, light bulb, that'll be a blog. Like I can blog this mm-hmm. and people will enjoy it. Because, again, people like you or just other people will be like, I haven't heard the name Rick and Keel in 11 years. And, like, I've never yeah. thought about him, like, like, since that day. And, like, I'm just going to look up everything about him now.
1: Yeah. So, fast forward, we're going from Barstool Sports, now we're going to something completely different It's the arena football league, and for a good what two seasons, what one or two seasons you were a sideline reporter for the arena football league network. How did you connect, get connected with them and what 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 did you want why did you want to be a sideline reporter for for uh, arena football
0: so i had never i, I had known arena football from kurt warner and you know jay gruden and watching it on espn 2 and being like what the hell is this this is like this is this is awesome it looks like the blitz video game we used to play um yep and and i had never really like taken an interest in it but then when it was announced that that monumental sports own you know with zach leonsis ted leonsis who owns the wizards the capitals Mm -hmm. um the, the Verizon Center, I think it's called now. It was it was the MCI Capital Fair, One no, Arena. Capital One Arena, called. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't remember what it's called. Um, they were buying two teams, and they were they were going to put them in the AFL. Um, the 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 Baltimore Brigade, and then the Washington. Oh my God, what is it? The Valor. Valor. Yes. Holy, yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. Um, so <laughs> you know, natural. Well, I, I remember they 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 announced the Valor first, and me and Banks, who my buddy, who he writes for the Ravens for Barstool us being Mm -hmm. like D like arena football in the DMV. This is awesome. We're, we're all valor guys. We're fully in on the valor and we're tweeting to them. And we're like, we want to buy season tickets. We want to do this. We want to do that. And then them being like, just wait, like something else is coming. And then like two weeks later being like, boom, the brigade are coming Baltimore. And we're like, screw (laughs) the valor. I'll never (laughs) talk to you again. Like we're diehard brigade guys. And again, being the same thing, like, Hook us up with some merch. Like we're going to be at the opening game. We're going to be the first people in line. We want to buy season mm. tickets. And we ended up getting an email one day. Like we're cc'd on the same email from some someone at Monumental, being like, "Hey guys, we love the support from you guys on Twitter. You know, we we see where you're, you're with Barstool, and you, you guys seem mm. like buddies." And you know, I think we had, we had had a podcast at the time and kind of stopped it. Um, them being like, "Hey, would you guys be interested in?" I think the official title was the official fan spokespeople like for the Baltimore hmm. brigade. And they were like, how about you guys come on in do like a tryout um, and, and we'll have you guys, you know, see if you guys fit. And we like came in, we sat down and we watched like an old arena football game on, on TV. And we just talked about it. They were like, we want you guys like Barstool is where Barstool started with two guys, Eric and Ryan sitting at on a on a bar stool in a bar, just talking sports. Like, Again, you don't have to know everything. You can kind of curse. You can kind of get away with stuff that you you can't, you know, can't do on, on a formal site. And they were like, just have fun. Like, talk about the game like you would talk about it as if you were in your living room. And that's what we did. And so we ended up doing that first season with them. And that was strictly brigade stuff. So I think we did six mm-hmm. of their, like, eight home games. Um, yeah. and, and so we did that for one season. The next season, and we were on the sideline. We did wacky stuff. We were interviewing referees. Before the kickoff, we had like a hat with a camera on it that we would be, you know, leaning over the boards trying to get camera <laughs> view, like stuff like that. Um, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of the cool players, um, coaches, stuff like that. I did some pre, like on the field pregame stuff with Anna Marie Tarullo, um, mm-hmm. who I think does now, now the stuff with like Kentucky basketball and the University of Kentucky. Um, and then the next year, they moved us into what they called like the brigade bunker. Underneath the stands in uh, Royal Farms Arena, the chicken boxes we call it in Baltimore, <laughs> and same thing. We just sat there. We had the game on a projector, and they allowed us to do a little more gambling stuff. Get you know, do lines, betting over under, yep. stuff like that. Because Monumental, Ted Leonsis, Zach Leonsis, they've been at the forefront of the gambling in sports for a while. Um, and then that next year, I got an email from it was my producer at the time with the Brigade stuff, Don. Who, um had taken over the one of the one of the departments for the the whole AFL and he said Eric you know I'm familiar with you you know the game would love for, for you to be a sideline reporter with us and he said here's what you would you would be with said Bonner AFL Hall of Famer I'd never heard of the guy yeah. before I'm like I again I, I, I was admittedly I was relatively new to the game being like yeah I, I would love that so again I kind of did the same thing a little tryout um and they said you know it would require they said the the DC the DMV area reporter was already taken and they were like you would be the um sideline reporter for one of the new teams the atlantic city blackjacks and the philadelphia Mm -hmm. soul which are i mean they're kind of like the patriots you know the last couple years of the afl so they said you know basically you'd be spending every other weekend either in philly or atlantic city sounds awesome absolutely i'd love to do it so um did that. Who, would love, and,
1: who wouldn't want to spend it every other weekend in Atlantic City? Come and I had never
0: been to Philly. I'd been to Atlantic City once when I was like 11 years old. Um, but yeah, and it was awesome. I mean, and I was, I had some some of the most fun I've ever had at a sporting events being on the field, on the sidelines, in the tunnel, in the, I mean, again, you've seen those benches, you've seen the fields. They're not big. I'm, no, I'm, I was like cracking the smelling salts for the players because they couldn't do it with their gloves. So I'm like, I mean, I was right down in there. I got hit in the face with a cleat when, was it Lonnie Outlaw went over the, the, Darius Prince, I think went over one of the, the walls in Philly. I got smacked in the face with a cleat. Um, I was on the field for two pick sixes that I almost got ran over from. Um, I mean, again, you've seen the fields. There's no place to hide out there. No, there is no, there's not. nothing. <laughs> um, and again, I mean, I miss it. I, I when when it got shut down, it, it was it was. I was upset. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. I met yeah. a lot of cool people doing it. Again, yourself included. A lot of those guys, everyone who who was working the games, photographers, referees, um, equipment people, the players. Everyone was so nice. It, it was awesome. I, I really would like to see it make a comeback. Um, but yeah, I mean, those Saturday nights, Sunday, you know, those games. They were some of the most fun I, I've ever had at, at any sporting events.
1: Yeah, what was your I just want to go through some some of your most memorable interactions, whether it be a player, fan, coach. So what was one of your most other than getting cleated in the face by uh either Darius Prince or Lonnie Outlaw, what was your what was one of your favorite what were some of your favorite player interactions um, as a sideline guy?
0: The being in the um, being in the tunnels for the first game when the soul came out um, was really cool because again, you got Clint Ozell who is, I mean, again, I, and I'm learning about these guys as I'm going and I'm like, holy crap, mm-hmm. I'm standing next to this, this guy's a legend. Like this is Dan Campbell, the head coach for the lions. It's his cousin. And I'm like, this is <laughs> awesome. Like, this is so cool. And, and um, I'm, I'm down and I'm down on the Philly bench. The very first game, James Romaine like picks off Randy Hippert in, in Atlantic city's first game. And, and he takes it back like an unreal pick six return. And I'm yep. on the, I'm on the bench and I have my phone and I'm just, I pull it out and I start recording and Romaine gets right up in the camera. And he's talking, you know, he's talking like like it's, <laughs> like he scored a touchdown in the NFL and he's jawing And he's like, get your, get your A's back to Atlantic city, blah, 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 stuff like that. And I was like, this is awesome. I look over and Ron Jaworski's 10 feet away from me, him and yep. Freddie Mitchell are high five. And I interviewed jaws during that game. Um, that was that was really cool um one of the other cool parts again like you being um said bonner really taking me under his wing and if it was either it was in atlantic city and we're down at the casino you know after one of the games um he's telling me you know about the the tryouts that he had with the dolphins and he's backing up you know dan marino one game um Hmm. some cool training camp stories but he really took me under his wing and you know, being like, "Hey, here, you know, you're not doing this wrong, but here's how I've seen it done." Blah blah blah. Just little tips and pointers, stuff like that. Playing catch with him on the field before the game, like I'm running routes, like I'm a ten year old, like, just, <laughs> and I'm running post corners and stuff like that. He's hitting me right in the chest. Uh, that was really cool. And again, after him and him and Clint Dozell were were really good friends, and and after one of the Soul games, they always had their uh, their victory parties at uh, what is it, Chicky, Ch- uh, what is it? chicken pete's chickies and chicky chicky and pete's i think it's called something like that being like i had a train you know my train would leave philly you know two hours after the game yeah yeah and they're like push it push your train back come on out with the set and clint they're like come on have a beer come come grab a drink with us and i'm like i got two afl hall of famers like begging me to come get a drink with them (laughs) like absolutely like yeah so you know pushing my train back stuff like that um being, you know, again, just being in the locker room with the guys was a lot. It was a lot of fun, and I still, I try and keep in contact with a lot of them. Um, I follow a lot of them on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. and same thing. A lot of the coaches, um, a lot of the Philly coaches were were great, and same thing with Atlantic City. Those are the two teams that I work most heavily with. So I, I still have a relationship with all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I mean, I, I think those are some of the coolest times. Walking around Atlantic City at you know midnight, just seeing all the the wildlife there, pretty much. You know, being in Boardwalk Hall, um, a, lot, a lot of cool, a lot of cool memories. From again, a very short. I was only the the sideline reporter for a year, but um, mm-hmm. getting close with a lot of those guys was was really really cool. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah I, I as a someone who lives in the Albany, New York area, we had the we had the Empire come back uh, with in a, in a uh, I don't know if you would say a lower tier league. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the National Arena, National Arena League, I know the internet and the Indoor Football League had some interest in Albany, but I, I may have been just too far away for them. Yeah, uh, to make because they're mostly a Midwest uh, Southwest league, while the NAL is just up and down the up and down on the seaboard. Although mm-hmm. they were supposed to expand to Ontario, uh, Ca- uh, California Ooh. for some odd reason, but uh, that felt, that kind of fell through. Yeah. But yeah I mean I I would like I for me personally for the Arena Football League yeah that's definitely what you said Eric just the the, the people and the players and the very memorable uh players who who you made that league such fun sorry no pardon my cat yeah you're fine <laughs> but it's uh no it's something I I miss too I think I I I had Tim Capper from uh, Arena Fan and Arena Fan tonight and uh, AFL now it's he's got AFL rewind uh, he the legend talks yeah legend legendary fan legendary dude great guy um he talks about it all the time and we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the pod. I, I had him on as a guest a couple of weeks ago and we talked we just talked about the arena league and how much how much we both miss it because for him it's just being just he said the same thing it's the people
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: interacting with the fans interacting with the the players and coaches and how a lot of these guys were a lot of these players and coaches were just the, the most down to earth people. The absolute, you, you would n- never ni- know you put, play, they played professional football,
0: the nicest people in the world. Again, like, I I mean, being down there and seeing them go like toe to toe. And again, being like, these guys are massive. Like, like why is Joe knows yeah. not in the NFL? Like, why are these guys like, mm-hmm. How is Darius Prince not on a, on, not on a roster somewhere. And like yep. you said, talking with them and being like, you know, just, I, I like just being down there in the, on on the bench with them, and and they really are. They treat you like a normal person, and I'm like, and I've never had that NFL experience. I don't think you're getting that from them. Um, I've been around mm-hmm. some minor leaguers and some major leaguers, and I, I've had very good experience with them. But again, this was different. I mean, again, whether it was equipment people or security people at the arena, fans that I saw every game, and I, I'm I'm pissed too because Albany was the only city I never went to. We I worked one and yeah. that was that was in Columbus. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I never made it up there. But again, like I'm sitting down in in uh, the Philly um, hotel bar with Tommy Grady, you know, just being like, just I'm sitting down there having dinner. He comes down and he sits next to me again. He's doing the same thing, and I'm like, "Hey man, what's up? Working the game tomorrow? Would love to pick your brain, stuff like that." The nicest guy. I mean, Malachi Mm -hmm. Jones. I still I love Malachi Jones. His younger brother is now on the Orioles, so I'm like, yeah, I'm tweeting out to everyone like, guys, this at this family like. I'm like, hey, Malachi yeah. and Jamai, they may be the least athletic people in this family. Like you should see yeah. their sisters, like their sisters are unreal like so again, it's just like stuff like that, and like I've loved keeping in touch with them and and again, it like Tim said, and like you said, the people in the game, and there was not one negative person I met. um they treated you like people, and like you were yeah. a normal person, and like that's I thought that was the coolest thing that was just by far the coolest thing.
1: Yeah. And if, if, uh, once the National League, National Re League schedule comes out, I'll let you know and come on up to a game, man. We'll get you, we we'll get some, you know, uh, I got, I got connections with the league president. You know, he's, uh, he was, I was his, uh, one of his guys who I entered for him when he used to work at the radio local ESPN affiliate up here. Here we go. Okay. Uh, we'll nice. we keep in touch. Well, I keep, I still keep in touch with him. He's part of Godzilla Media. You know, I'll talk to him and we'll get you, we'll get you squared away with tickets. So
0: that'd be, that'd um, be sick. I would love that. Yeah.
1: So one more thing before I let you go, let's talk about the Exit Fifty Two podcast you have. So, what tell anybody who is not really in the know about this podcast? What do you guys who who do you run this podcast with? What do you guys talk about? And just describe what's what the what this podcast is all about.
0: Yeah, so so it's me and I mentioned him earlier, my buddy Banks, who does the Ravens for Barstool. Um, We've we've been doing this and, and our friend Taylor Smythe, who actually does PR and um, social media for the University of Maryland Terps basketball team. So mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a strenuous couple of weeks for him um, with the turgeon firing and st- or firing, laying off, however you want to word it. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's us three. Um, I, I met Banks again a couple of years ago, uh, 2014, the first season that we we both started blogging for Barstool. Become great mm-hmm. friends ever since. Taylor is one of banks's friends, so I've become very friendly with him. And it was like September, I think September last year, you know. And again, I mentioned Banks and I had had a podcast in 2015, 2016, something like that, way back when. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing. We recorded it in like one fell swoop, didn't edit, didn't have any graphics, <laughs> didn't have any social media. We just did it and put it out. Um, there you go. And, you know, because again, we didn't know what we were doing, but we wanted to talk about sports. Um, so we we had ended that just because again that we we felt the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. But last year we kind of both same time were like getting that itch to like talk about it. And again, we're we're, we're six or seven months deep into quarantine. Everyone was yeah. itching to talk about anything. So we we started it up and and we we it, we were stuck on names for a while. Um, for for people not in the Baltimore area, like we so we are a Baltimore podcast. Exit 52 is the exit that you take off 95 as you head into the city and you head into it. And, um, M and T bank, the Raven stadium is right there. Camden yards yep. is a little further down. So mm-hmm. exit 52, I mean, it, it's known, you know, you are heading into the city, you're taking exit 52. So that that's where we came up with the name. And I mean, we talk about anything and everything, Baltimore, we're doing Orioles, we're heavy into the Ravens. Um, again, me, me being a Titans fan, I try and, Keep it as neutral as I can with the Ravens. I know they've had a love-hate relationship. They they're they're pretty heated rivals. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think I still think our most listened to episodes the last you know in the last year and a month or year and two months were when the Titans beat the Ravens in the regular season, and then when the Ravens beat the Titans in the playoffs last year. So my 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 emotions were on two very ends of the spectrum there. Uh, (laughs) After the the Titans beat the Ravens, I cracked a beer in like the first four seconds of the podcast and just like stone colded myself and fans uh, <laughs> our listeners were not thrilled with that and i don't blame them um but yeah i mean we talk everything we we talk baltimore we talk any of the big sports topics really but again i mean we we focus heavily on the orioles we focus heavily on the ravens um try we we, we do something called a starting five which you know i know mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of um podcasts do this where they mix in you know we're gonna do a draft we're gonna pick our favorite ones of these so we try and keep it interesting with that um we did favorite holiday songs last week i had the uh, number one pick and i picked the hanukkah song by adam Sandler. <laughs> i thought nice. that was a just i thought that was a justified pick um yeah and yeah i mean you know we we try and you know we mix in some guests every now and then we we went heavy we've had adley rutschman from the orioles grayson rodriguez those are the one and two pitching prospect and catching prospects um or mm-hmm. the top on both uh, my buddy trey mancini had him on his his fiance Sarah Perlman. We've had Justin Tucker. We've had Morgan Cox, long snack long snapper for the Ravens last year. Now he's on the Titans. So, you know, we'll mix in some guests. um Again, we kind of just we try and keep it loose and 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 you know, it's not going to be a normal X's and O's podcast about any sport. We're going to have a little fun with it and you know, just try and keep it light.
1: Yeah, excellent. All right. Well, Eric, I want to thank you for being a guest on this week's Friends with Ryan episode of. Uh, uh, Po- uh, portion of the no credentials required podcast. Uh, You've got the floor for the next couple of minutes to plug your stuff. Where can people find you? Where can people find the podcast? Fire away.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. um Podcast is on any of the the social media or not social media. Any of the platforms that you can uh, <laughs> find podcasts on: Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, um, all that good stuff. um It's at Exit Fifty Two Podcast on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is at edi. TTI 22. Um, and again, I, I, I'll warn you, I'm a, I, I'm a volume tweeter. I tweet a lot. They don't all hit, but when they do, I think, you know, I, I there, there's some success there. So bear with me on the tweets. Uh, I, again, I, I tweet a lot, but yeah, I, you know, again, I like to have fun and keep it loose on there. try and interact as much as I can with, with everyone. So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Eric, for being a part of the podcast and We'll be back in just a quick second. You're listening to No Credentials Required. Once again, thanks to Eric Arditti from Barstool Sports for stopping by. Check out his stuff on Barstool Sports and also the the Exit 52 podcast that's available everywhere podcasts are found. Before we say goodbye for up to episode 51 of No Credentials Required, I want to remind you about our good friends at Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim only to serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit the affiliate link on the on the pin post on our Twitter po- profile which is at @bellyupncr on Twitter and our promo code bellyup at checkout and receive 15% off your order. Invader coffee, fuel for the fearless. So again, I want to thank Eric Arditti from Barstool Sports stopping by for the friends with Ryan segment just want to also remind you to visit our bonfire store if you want to support you want to find a way to support the show visit our invader coffee affiliate link also visit our bonfire store. buy yourself a shirt buy yourself some apparel uh, support a charity no shave november with a cool design shirt that i made and support the show bonfire.com do a quick search for no crunches required and you'll pull up the page and all our stuff will be there And as well, I'll also remind you about our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. And we'll be back next week. Hopefully Monday we'll have our proper drop-in. Talk about the New York Jets and the New Jersey Devils having some pretty bad seasons so far. And we'll also do some local sports drop-in. Hopefully I'll be at the game on Saturday for the Firewolves home opener. Should be a great time. We'll review that on the Monday drop-in, and then who knows for next next week's for for next week's uh, uh, friends with Ryan, we'll get maybe we'll have a surprise guest on this week. So until next time, thanks for stopping by and listening to No Credentials Required. I've been your host Ryan McCarthy, and thanks again for listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk about sports.
0: courtesy of Joseph McDavid. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDavid. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hi, I'm Maria.
1: And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team ready. Ready.
0: Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready.
1: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
0: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
1: Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com teamready team ready.